Broadcast from the centre of England, this is Waffle On about Star Wars in the Shadows and a small tribute to John Ryan, the creator of Captain Pugwash. Welcome to this um, special edition of Waffle On. Uh, we've got two things to talk about today. I'm actually flying solo, uh, so it's meds. There's no Cal here at the moment, uh, although if you listen closely, I'm sure you can hear him 20 miles away. Uh, the first thing I'm just going to talk to you about is a new audio drama that's coming out. Uh, it's a Star Wars audio drama, so if you're a big fan of Star Wars, I really do suggest you uh, go to this website and check it out. It's called Star Wars in the Shadows, and it's written and directed by and produced by Danny Pepin. Now, Danny is a 37-year-old French-Canadian, born in Quebec, now living in Ottawa, uh, in Ontario. Um, now, Star Wars in the Shadows is Danny's first original story of any type, and it's in his second language. Obviously, his first is French. Uh, this is all in English. And uh, his only second audio drama project, following the surprising adaption of Cavan Travis's short story, Amiga Squad Targets. Now, Danny was most um, known in Star Wars fandom uh, by his implication in the French community and his Star Wars radio show, Star Wars en Dialect, both in French since 2001 and English uh, from 2003 to 2006. Now, this is a fantastic audio drama. I've had the privilege of hearing the first half of the first episode. He kindly uh, sent me over the file of that and I had a good listen to it and it is absolutely amazing. The opening theme, John Willens's opening uh, Star Wars theme, obviously always gets any Star Wars fan excited and um, and I, I, I just can't, I cannot wait for the, the, the whole program to come out. So let me just give you a little bit of information about it. The uh, synopsis of this is the following it's uh, born and raised in a military family Emma Wormis will slowly discover during her adventures that the Empire is not what she always been taught it was her allegiance to the Empire will be tested and she will along the way uncover something about her family and a secret weapon kept hidden even within the Empire uh, Star Wars in the Shadows otherwise known as Switz as we will call it for now on is a classic Star Wars space opera not unlike A New Hope I would describe it as a light, fugitive adventure type of story with some mature themes inserted within. Can't beat a bit of uh, mature themes. <laughs> uh, Switch has obviously been inspired by the Star Wars movies, but also uh, its expanded universe, uh, like the media giant Shadows of the Empire and, of course, uh, The Force Unleashed. There are many small EU references um, expanded universe that will uh, appeal to all fans of the genre, but most importantly, the participation of Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine, Zizor, um, Guri, and Mon Mothma in the actual story plot. I've probably got those last three names totally wrong because I'm an idiot and I didn't do my research. <laughs> so the release date, when is this coming out, I hear you ask? Well, um, it's actually going to be coming out uh, in the fall of 2009, so wintertime 2009. 
Originally, it was meant to be coming out in 2010, but I think he's done such a fantastic job and uh, and he's that enthusiastic about it. He's, he's uh, quite ahead of himself. Um, so there's, uh, there's actually six episodes. Um, he's opening to bring them out weekly or possibly uh, fortnightly. Uh, this is all to be confirmed. And the release of the trailer and the official poster will be a good indication, of course, of when the release will come out. Um, for you uh, to go and check this out, you need to go to his website. And this is at www.creativeaudioscape.com. Or one word, that's creativeaudioscape.com. Uh, you can email him at info at creativeaudioscape.com. So he's got a Twitter account as well, as well, as well, as well. Uh, and you can find that at Creative Audio S. See now, I'm going to play you a um, small sample of this audio drama. He's emailed it me over, as he would like me to play it, and I certainly will. Um, you're probably wondering why I'm um, um, banging on about this. Well, the reason is is that I'm in it. <laughs> I only play. Uh, I've only got a very small part in it. I play um, typically enough because I'm English. I play a imperial um, interrogator officer and a Death Star commander. Because let's face it, Peter Cushing was uh, was English, and uh, you know us English people do do evil and do bad pretty well. And uh, of course, from the Anomaly podcast, Jen Rhodes has also got a uh, pretty important uh, role in this audio play as well. In fact, she's quite high up on the cast list, as I'm quite low. <laughs> There's actually uh, six episodes of this audio drama, and uh, I'm going to play you the uh, small sample that Danny kindly sent over to me. And once we finish that, we'll talk about the late John Ryan, who sadly passed away a couple of days ago. So I'll see you after this. Is it? Hello, Emma. It's your Uncle Mulchin. Come in. How are you doing, Emma? I'm alright. I'm dealing with it. It's not as if I was seeing my father often or ever. Please, sit down. I came here as soon as I could. I'm really sorry I missed the funeral. Your father was a great man, great brother. What did they tell you of his death? Officially, they told me he died during a rebel raid at Fondor, but for some reason I don't believe this to be the truth. There wasn't even a body left for the funeral. You may be right, Emma. Your father was an Imperial Security Bureau officer. The Bureau could have covered up the real story to protect their own interests. They will do anything to destroy the rebels. You know, the Empire doesn't deal with terrorists. I've tried to get more information about your father's death via the Imperial database, but everything was classified at the highest security level, a level I don't have access to. You may have some rebel connections. Those fragging rebels! I hate them! I understand what you feel. Everyone takes a side during conflicts. Even the enemy is convinced that he is doing what's right. I'm doing what I think is right for our people, and that is why I serve the Imperial Navy, to help establish and maintain the order in the galaxy. The important thing is that you trust what you believe is right. 
And since we are on that subject, are you still planning to go to the Imperial Academy this year? I was supposed to, but since father died, I've, I've had to find a job just to take care of this place. Living on Imperial City is very expensive. Don't worry, Emma. I'll take care of the apartment and you'll be able to go to the Academy. I was appointed as your legal guardian by your father when you were just a baby. I'm here to help you however I can, regardless of how old you are now. Oh, thank you, Uncle. You're the only family I have left. Don't worry. Everything will be alright. Hmm. Do you want something to drink? Thanks, but no. Sorry. I've got to go. I must return to the Devastator immediately. Serving on Lord Tyon's flagship is a difficult but fulfilling job, especially since Lord Vader's frequently aboard. Before I leave, I have something to give to you. It's from your father. What is it? It's not much. A month ago, your father sent me this hollow frame through an Imperial courier, with no return location and no explanation. He simply asked that I keep it safe. I wasn't even able to thank him. It's a collection of family hollows that were made when you were very young. Even if he wasn't at home very often, he was obviously thinking of you constantly. Here, I can't keep this. Belongs to you. Thank you. I've, um, I've never seen this before. Is that my mother? I believe so. I never had the chance to meet her before she left you and your father. You look just like her. One more thing before I leave. This is an Imperial Transponder. Take it, and if for some reason you need my help, press this button and I will be able to know where you are anywhere in the galaxy. Use it only for emergencies. Understood? Of course. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle. When will I see you again? I don't know. But I will keep in contact with you. It was good to see you again, Emma. Good luck at the Academy. Thank you for coming, sir. Uh, Captain Wormer, sir. <laughs> Already with the formalities. I'll see you soon. Goodbye, Uncle. My father sent this holoframe directly to Uncle Mochiv instead of me. I really need some fresh air. Oh, and a drink. And there you go. How good did that sound? I mean, maybe you can find that out. You can find that out. You can get all the information and the downloads and everything like that at www.creativeaudioscape.com dot com okay now from uh, from some excellent audio play news to some slightly sad news um we lost the great john ryan uh, on the 22nd of july and uh, john's most well known for creating the children's television program and cartoon strip captain pugwash uh here's some information about him uh john gerald christopher ryan was born on the 4th of march 1921 sadly he passed away on the 22nd of july of this year he was born in edinburgh in scotland and he served with the Lincolnshire Regiment in Burma during the Second World War. 
Uh, when he came back, Ryan studied at Regent Street Polytechnic. He was a devoted cartoonist. He, when he was uh, young, I think about seven, he uh, did his first ever comic strip. He became a teacher and uh, taught art at Harrow, and this is where he first created Captain Pugwash as a comic strip for the Fantastic Eagle comic uh, in 1950. I love the Eagle comic. Um, I don't think you can get it anymore, which is such a shame. It was a uh, great Dan Dare was in it and everything. Um, now, this strip was dropped um, by the Eagle after three months uh, as it was felt it was too young for its target audience. But Ryan uh, carried on and created Harry's Tweed Special Agent. Now, the Radio Times, and for those people outside the UK, the Radio Times is our um, TV uh, guide. It's our guide that we see what uh, we want to watch on TV. And the Radio Times commissioned him to provide a comic strip, so he resurrected Captain Pugwash. Now, this was in 1957. It was then commissioned by the BBC to produce a series of animation shorts featuring the character. This ran from 1957 to 1958. Now uh, these were done, uh, filmed in real time, uh, rather than stop frame animation, and uh, they used um, a way of manipulating the figures by putting little bits of cardboard on. You, you, when you were a kid, I'm sure everyone had a little figure, and you could move the arms up and down with these little cardboard strips. Well, that's how Captain Pugwash was done. Um, it was actually brought back near on 20 years later in 1974, and there was 86 episodes made in all, um, and the last came in 1975. Now, I remember Captain Pugwash must have been a repeat because I was born in 73, um, but I do remember him in the, the late 70s. Um, through his animation studio, John Ryan Studios, he also created The Adventures of Sir Pancelot from 71 to 72 and Mary, Mungo and Midge in 1969 for the BBC. The latter was for Watch With Mother. That was a, uh, almost like a collection of programmes uh, in the early um, 70s and late 60s. Uh, in 1981, Ryan presented the ARC stories for Yorkshire TV. This was a series produced by Anne Wood and each episode saw Ryan present an illustrated story about Noah's Ark, either prior or during the Great flood. In total uh, uh, he created uh, 59 books I think there was about 25 sorry 24 uh, for Captain Pugwash um, there was a libel case um, that he brought up for double entendres. Now Captain Pugwash um, <laughs> was um, there's a newspaper called the Sunday Correspondent and also the Guardian uh, who uh, turned round and said that all of the names in Captain Pugwash were fairly suggestive. Now, I'm going to read you the actual, the real names of what the, the characters were in Captain Pugwash, if you just slightly bear with me. And um, these were, obviously the main character, Captain Pugwash, Master Mate, Barnabas, Willie, Tom the Cabin Boy, and Cutthroat Jack. Um, subsequent later characters were uh, Jonah, Governor of Portobello, Maggie Lafayette, Swine, Stinker, and Lieutenant Scratchwood. Now, um... The Sunday correspondent turned round and said that names such as Master Bates, Seaman Staines and Roger the Cabin Boy, as in to have sex with, uh, were all parts of Captain Pugwash's characters. Of course, they weren't at all. And um, John Ryan successfully sued both the Sunday correspondent and the Guardian newspapers back in 1991 for printing the legend as fact. Um, something that's just come out is um, comedian Richard, Richard Jorgens Dijon, sorry, uh, has claimed that he actually originated the urban legend in the 1970s as a sketch show, but a 25-year-old injunction prevented Dijon from making any further reference to Captain Pugwash. This actually expired at the end of 2008, and the material is now part of his act. So yes, um, 
an absolutely fabulous cartoon was Captain Pugwash. We'll, we'll all be talking about Captain Pugwash in a later episode of Waffle On, which when we talk about early 70s um, children's TV programmes that me and Cal were brought up on. So it's such a sad thing to see um, John Ryan go. May he rest in peace. And uh, with that, oh gosh, that was the wind. <laughs> um, we're going to go out on this episode with the theme tune to Captain Pugwash. Now, we're going to be back in about two weeks' time with a waffle on about Jerry Anderson, the creator of Thunderbirds and Stingray. We've got a special remix of our theme tune done, uh, done by Rob Scalise, and I'm looking forward to playing that. It's going to be a good episode. So if anyone's got any comments about Jerry Anderson or the uh, the shows that he produced, please do send us in a comment to waffleonpodcast at googlemail.com. And after that, we're also going to be talking about off redesign pet, which is going to be great. So we'll see you then. And here's the Captain Pugwash theme. Take care. <laughs> 